welcome to On Leading with Greatness. I'm Jim Salvucci of Guidance for Greatness. This week's installment, The Leader in Four Acts. What four acts does every great leader perform? Recently, I ran a brief workshop during a meeting of my Master Networks chapter. I pretty much have carte blanche during these trainings, so I try to change it up quite a bit. This time, I took a different approach altogether, and instead of presenting ideas or having a discussion, I turned it into a controlled brainstorming session. I asked the 20-plus people in the Zoom room, what is a leader? The response was excellent, with almost everyone contributing a word, phrase, thought, or definition in the 10 minutes we had. Later, I shared a written synopsis with the participants. In it, I formulated a definition of leader based on our brainstorming. A leader is someone who guides others while serving alongside them, nurturing them, and focusing on improvement for themselves and the entire team. And that was to be the end of it. Except that I really like what emerged in those 600 seconds. When I was compiling our synopsis, I found that the responses fell into distinct categories. The four acts of a leader. I don't contend that our conclusions were comprehensive, but given the restraints of the exercise, the results are extraordinary and are a testament to the quality of my colleagues and master networks. The leader acts as a guide. This one may seem obvious, but like so much of the obvious, how often is it overlooked? Guidance is more nuanced than people might first imagine, and our brainstorming session reflected that nuance. One participant described a leader as the truest guide. That is beautifully stated. Among the most important tools of guidance is clear communication. I write about this one a lot, but I will repeat my mantra from when I taught college composition. Clarity trumps everything. There is no point to communication if you cannot plainly convey your information, argument, or vision. Importantly, all communication starts with listening and knowing the audience, and such knowledge will enhance the clarity of your vision and expression. Broadly speaking, communication includes serving as an example, since how a leader acts will set a standard and a tone for the team. This also involves taking wise risks, making mistakes, tolerating mistakes, learning from mistakes, and moving on. As I've written of in the past, finger-pointing is for losers. The leader's guide also works to keep people on point, on track, and performing while remaining flexible. This maneuver requires situational awareness, cultural awareness, and self-awareness. The guiding leader is there to help their people do better. Notice the selflessness. The leader is not there to do better personally, but to help others improve. The leader acts as a nurturer. That last point about helping others improve is related to the leader inspiring people to be the best version of themselves. And this can only happen if people know they are safe. The leader is a nurturer who empowers their people to win together, not as lone operators, but as a team. I love that. The leader is the wizard of win-win. One participant quoted the title of Simon Sinek's book, Leaders Eat Last. Certainly, a leader communicates selflessness and collective success by putting themselves after their people. But eating last also requires empathy, as well as an understanding that the leader is not merely the boss or director. They are part of the team. The leader acts as a team member. 
The leader is one with their people, one participant said. Think about that phrase. What does it mean to be one with the people? I used to struggle with this idea a lot. How can you be a leader and be with the people without crossing some invisible line into overfamiliarity? It's hard. Many of the group's suggestions tackled this very conundrum. Another participant said that the leader steps up and steps in. Again, there is value in a leader modeling behavior for the team, but there is much nuance in stepping up and in. The leader as a team member truly wants to do the work. It's not just about putting on a show. If the work is worth doing, then you want to do it, right? And if it is not worth doing, then the leader should dispense with it. And even as the leader shares in the work, they are willing to delegate, which lends a coherence, a sense of purpose, a sense of accomplishment, and a sense of ownership to each team member. Such is the power of wise delegation. Another participant described the leader as the greatest floater. In other words, the leader can and will jump into the work as needed. Floating is a great way to describe it, but it does not necessarily mean the leader can do every job. It is more about working alongside the team while supporting the members. Finally, the leader, like every team member, must be accountable. There is no dodging responsibility when you are a leader. Indeed, you must hold yourself to a higher standard where possible. The very best leaders encourage their people to hold the leader to the team standards. The leader acts as learner and teacher. I write about this one a lot. First, Every leadership problem is a teaching problem that requires the same skills, tools, and techniques to solve. Second, every great teacher is a great leader and vice versa. One of the participants recited a rhyme I've heard from him many times. Leaders are readers. Think about that truth. Leaders are always absorbing and processing new ideas about the world, their people, and themselves. Before, I said that leaders are teachers, but like all good teachers, Leaders are learners. In order to learn, though, leaders must be open-minded. The leader who has a ready no on their lips or is too busy to interact with or even listen to their people is no leader at all. They're just a boss. Leaders are open to their people, new ideas, and even criticism, and their openness works in the other direction. Leaders have the strength and the courage to be vulnerable. Because leaders are learners and are open, They work to improve themselves and their people. They see self-improvement as a constant pursuit for themselves and others. Therefore, as the leader leads others, they lead themselves. All this emerged from, sorry to repeat, but it blows me away, a 10-minute modified brainstorming session held on a Monday morning without any warning or preparation. Nonetheless, I am finding myself struggling to come up with a fifth act of leaders to add to our four. Guiding, nurturing, serving as a team member, and learning and teaching. Certainly, there is some overlap among categories, and there is room for more detail. Nonetheless, I am pretty satisfied with what we came up with in this instance. Combining these four acts with my four C's of leadership, character, communication, compromise, and collaboration, makes for a pretty solid conception of leadership. Clearly, understanding leadership is a lot easier than people let on. We can belabor the topic, Lord knows I do, but it's not the knowledge or understanding of leadership that is lacking. The challenge, as always, is in the doing and maintaining. What do you see as the acts of leadership? Would you add any to our list? To be a great leader, you need to understand and act as a leader. 
and I can help. Click on the essay for your free consultation and gift. If you want to learn more about how to become a great leader in this world of bad bosses, visit guidanceforgreatness.com. Ask questions or make suggestions by emailing me directly at info at guidanceforgreatness.com. Join the conversation by leaving a comment and leave a like or review. Please share this post on social media and be sure to subscribe to have on Leading with Greatness sent weekly to your inbox. I look forward to hearing from you.